We're going to go back to recap the soup and the bread bowl issue, which gathered a lot of comments, garnered a lot of interest. And before we go back to that food, uh, the second out of three questions from Bensi Brown last night is a throwback to the Sugiya, where we actually had some more graphic pictures of bees' legs, if you recall. It wasn't that long ago. All these sugars are connected. He wondered, he saw a, a product on the shelf, Kirkland. That's uh, Costco? I see a lot of boxes here, the same thing. So it uh, says 100% U.S. raw unfiltered honey with the help of our colored printed over here. So you see, looks like that little foam on the top there. It looks like very rustic. Uh, so he wanted to know, Lukhari, he remembers that unfiltered honey was a problem. So what's the deal on this thing? So without being my god, too many secrets about the company or about the OU, not everything you see in the label is 100% true. I don't want to scare anybody. That might sound like fake news. Some of it. But you wouldn't think fake news, at least it's gone in an hour, replaced by other interesting news. This is on a label. I'm not tightening on the company because it's still true, and I think it works in advertising that if you can fit it in somewhere to the word, then it's true. That's advertising is based on that. And we're still trying to figure out which four to five dentists they survey. But I was very disillusioned because when I grew up, I asked the dentist, and he said they didn't ask me, and they selected five dentists. I said, selected five dentists? That's rigging it. He's looking at me like, yeah, you got a lot to learn. <laughs> so uh, I'm not saying toothpaste is not good for you. I'm just uh, far for me to cast aspersions on any uh, truth in advertising. But Lamaisa, if you remember, the cooler we had was that the little sticks, those legs, maybe a couple of wing parts, some of the very minor parts of the bee, a takamuta, according to Menevishayan and Mui, sort of possibly like that, la Lafuke, I mentioned at the time, there are other parts to the bee that have real mamashas, if you call it that. That doesn't look very appetizing. But it, it was a chiddush toss at the time. You make a chilip between the, the foot, which doesn't look too appetizing, and it's not very big, versus the middle part of it, which is not very big either, and also doesn't look very appetizing. But there is such a chilip, and you've got to filter out those parts. You can't have those bane. If you filter it out with heat and you get it out, it's not nice and time, because it's nice and time of gum, even though terracid it, but you've got to filter it. So... For the off-the-record comment, this is just off-the-record between us and the people over here and the people who will see it all over the place, uh, <laughs> that unfiltered means they didn't filter it as much. If it's an OU on it, unless it's an unauthorized OU, you've got to filter out the bigger parts of the bee because otherwise it's trafe. So the reason he asked me is I think he remembered that I mentioned in Shear then that I had received such a company that... They tightened, unfortunately for them, landed on my desk, but I wasn't being machmerant, so I said, and they didn't want to filter it at all. And I said, send me a sample. They said, sure. They were so confident. They sent me a sample, sent it out to the lab. You really can't see much. It's very dark and like a lot of debris and other things floating around in there, which are kosher, just not very appetizing if you don't like that stuff. And they sent me back. I still remember the printout. And they had the usual bead legs and things like that, which were kosher, but they had all sorts of other parts also. So I called them back. I said, you got to filter it somewhat. They said, Rabbi, 
we're advertising unfiltered. You imagine the free Adikadaris? They wanted to stick to what they were advertising. I'm not tining on their brand. It's, I think people like the thing with the foam on top and the and taste rustic and looks rustic. That's fine. But, I do a little What? I, I, I did. No, no, I did. Yeah. I try not to say anything is sheer unless I uh, completely research and vet the facts besides the sugya. And I have no time, but I called him and I said, just give me the inside story because I rejected such a company. It wasn't this company. And he said, yeah, it's unfiltered sort of to a degree, but filtered according to the specs. Now, that's not really prior to information. Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying it. Not fair to the OU, not fair to them. But if you'd ask them, they'd have to tell you this because I assume American consumers would want to know hey, is there anything besides legs in there? I don't really like the middle parts too much. And they have to answer the question, I hope. So it's kosher. Not say yes, Mirena, but just interesting how um, you have a label over here which is not untrue. It is unfiltered. If you touch unfiltered, it is less filtered. But everything is relative. I just thought that was, uh, that was interesting. We have a color copy down here, so it's like quite... Colorful, it looks like um, it's slightly unfiltered, but you got to be careful what you buy. So, not a tie nuts kosher, and you should buy it, and it's a nice company. And if you uh, like that type of stuff, uh, we discussed at the time is there any tint of an effish in the little legs, which are sticks, even though they're kosher, is it still part of a bee? And even though the other part's also not too big. Uh, speaking of uh, news, which is, um, I, I can't not stick this in because it's part of the general Musur Nashkaf we've been trying to get across the last five months but I'm convinced that the general news is here to scare us out of our wits every 16 minutes or else and I've had a number of people all good smart people who are normally you know very balanced and still are really very balanced and they called me up and said what's going to be we have killer bees I said what are killer bees he said no it's worse it's murder bees I said murder bees he said no murder wasps well it got worse as we went along so what's a murder wasp? So, I don't know, but they sound very dangerous. We better pack up. So I keep taking the position. I, you want to pack up and go to Eitzel? That's wonderful. If you could do it, that's Kavaldic. Um, but they have been Eitzel also. They're just fighting the Kananim. It's a Pusik. <laughs> so that's fine. I have no problem with this. Very biblical. I have no issue. The danger isn't so much the people. The danger is not the people. Not so much. It's not the people. That's the point. But they don't say that. All you do is see murder wasps. Like you have wasps holding big AK 47s walking around the streets. And Why would that be kosher because parts of a bee that are not kosher? No, no, the murder wasps are not kosher. I'm just trying to tell you they're not so dangerous, you don't have to pack your bags. So, <laughs> just one the subject. that uh, I, uh, It's one less thing to worry about. You guys can get more sleep and concentrate more in shear, and that's all. Uh, but you know, the way things are dressed up, it's not illegal time over here. Just interesting. Okay, getting back to the uh, Super Bowls. So it really, uh, the interest it sparked. So Yimmy Davidson called me, or sent me a text, I think, today, one of our listeners from Bar Park, and he said it's very popular in Bar Park. And after the shear, I noticed that about half the shear um, either has it or ha- had it or will have it on a regular basis or some combination thereof. And actually, Yaakov, to his credit, said he finishes the whole bowl. So he's from the old school worried about Baltashkas, which is good. Uh, the problem is, let me just recap, because I want to just answer some of the questions on the shear, which were raised right after the shear. There's two different issues over here. In this sugya, we're dealing with Baltashkas and Mizayin Eichlin. They're very related. That's why I'm trying to show you both aspects. 
And Baltashkis is when there's wanton waste and we're trying to figure out what's wanton waste and what's needed, which is what the last two months and the next two months are going to be about, uh, trying to figure that out and the recycling and all the other millions of shilas. And then you have Bizayin Eichlin, which is if any Eichel gets dirty and you throw it down, it gets ruined or squished. And by bread, as we saw in the Gemara, as we saw in Shulchan Aruch, bread is held on a pedestal that even if you can throw the food wrapped, you can't throw bread, even in a plastic bag and maybe even a couple of plastic bags. Rabbi Yashif says you can't even throw cake and cookies. I mentioned, uh, I don't know if I said this last night, but when I was in Lake with Shabbos for an off-roof, a guy came over to me after the off-roof, after they threw bags. Total stranger. Well, he's not a stranger. It's one-sided. Uh, and he said, uh, I checked and they didn't put cookies in the bag. I said, you're really up to date. That's your handiwork. I was amazed. It's like, like th- Wednesday. Wednesday sheer. He said, I checked they didn't have any cookies. I said, that's good because nobody else should have said that. And even though it's hard to understand, it's the diak from what they asked on Rashi, but nobody, I didn't say anybody that argues. So we're making headway. They didn't put any cookies. It was my shrugger, so I, what am I going to tell my sister-in-law? She was in violation of the sugi, and she should listen more, but she didn't put any in. So everything was kosher for Yasher. You can't throw it even if it's not going to go to waste? Correct. That's, that's the chiddush of bread and any possible kiss. And it's going to get to something you mentioned after the share, which I'll get to in a moment. And the machaber, despite the high level of covet we showed a bread, the machaber says you can still use bread as a spoon, which... Yeah, ancient time, these are all necessary shilas, and whether it's necessary or not, we're doing it today with the bowls, Crackers. even though it's clearly not necessary. What? Crackers. So again, that gets to the diak, or the chilik you wanted to mention, is that if you have um, spicy uh, uh, hummus and you're trying to sustain the bread, everybody holds that smother. You're not using that as a spoon, you're trying to have crackers with your hummus. Right, Ladover, if you're trying to have hummus and it was too hot and you had some crackers, you wouldn't make a mazanis in the crackers. That's the famous case of Shokhalach. I never saw anybody, it's a famous case of schnapps. I never saw, I saw people eat, drink schnapps. I never saw anybody who couldn't handle the schnapps not to take crackers to, or herring for that matter. The more famous example is probably by very salty herring, but you know, you know what they say about people who can't handle herring, they should get out of the kitchen or something like that. So the Shachanah says that very interesting case, if you want to blunt the salt, you can have some of that, then the herring is the ichor and the, and the crackers are the tuffle. But there, the crackers are the ichor. That's the pashas. So the Mechaber said you can use it as long as you end up eating the spoon. and Don't waste it. And then the Mechaber says, the Armadoktikin, for their concern of the design of the bread, that they make sure every time they take a bite, they have some of the bread also. And that's how we got on to our present-day example of the bowl made out of bread with the soup, where maker then it's mutter as long as you finish it. Most of you admitted not to finishing most of it, and Yaakov said he finished all of it. And the problem is, you very hard to be eating the doctor again, because if you really take a piece with each spoonful, well, that is your spoon. Do you have a, what was it? I, I didn't ask, do you have a spoon also? Yeah, yeah. They give you a spoon? Yeah. Is it meant yeah, to be the spoon? I'm, I don't ask any, this whole thing is a chiddish to me. As popular as it is, I never, never had it. Uh, so you have, you have a spoon. So the medoctrine would say, take a spoon and maybe take a bite. It's not exactly the same case, you're just using it as a bowl, you're not actually using the vision out, but I think it's similar enough, and maybe that'd be a hidra, but it's not a hidra over here, but you're going to have soup all over your lap if you take it apart piece by piece. So that, what? Eat it at the end. Eat at the end, which satisfies the first part of the machaber. I don't know if the medoctican, maybe they would leave it alone because there's no other way to do it. So the whole thing is a 
bit of a chiddush, but uh, it seems to be very popular. It does not work by very liquidy soups because it's going to get soggy too quickly. Maybe that's why you notice it's in certain soups, not others. I don't know. You have to work it out. But uh, Yimmy says it's very popular in the firm community in Bar Park and apparently over here also. So the Bizayin Eichlein we took care of. It's not a Bizayin Paskin's mutter. The Baltashchitz was a bit alarming when I think you said right away they carve out um, most of it. And I, again, a brief... Uh, uh, overview of the uh, topic, what's going on, on the ground. Some say they carve it out and they use it for croutons. Some say they carve it out and they use it as bread. They serve it with to dip in the bread in the soup, as if you didn't have enough bread the under the soup or by the washing station. So that's okay. Uh, you're wondering if you could bake it like that. So Yimmy in Bar Park says they actually bake it like that. They have a special oven and they bake it like that. They don't carve anything out. So that is a better. If you're making this at home. Apparently, this is much more popular than we imagined. Uh, try to get your wife a recipe or tell her about the sugiya. There is a hider to bake it as a bowl as opposed to carving it out and then wondering what to do with it and feeding it to the birds only when you have now have a matzah, not the great amounts of like that. And the other thing I saw is that some of them are not pure bread, some of them are takapasa, but that's not going to help us. If it has dinner pas, you'd have the same issue of the Madaktin, and you certainly have an issue about Tashis to do this Lechat The other side, Lahoko, would be if you want to eat like this, and this is considered appetizing, so maybe it's like, I think, David, you mentioned that, maybe like the bowls you're carving out from the melons, where there seems to be a many good, very high-ended affairs. They'll take a melon, they'll use 20% of the sweetest part up top and carve out the bowls, the cubes, whatever it is, and then the rest is not getting saved by Shavis a plate. That you think there's a lot of batash, because I think it's not pashut, but I think the issue would be that you have a right to eat the best parts. Can you shecht an animal, and you have no anim right in front of you, and take the choicest part of the meats and not eat the rest? Yes, how do I know? It's not a raya, but Abmavinu, Nagea, to these parishes, Abmavinu took the tongue. That's a lot of animal. I have no raya that the rest went to waste, and I have every reason to believe it didn't go to waste, and he had a big household, he had a whole yeshiva. He didn't have to bring it to a yeshiva, he had a yeshiva. So I assume they finished everything off. But even if they didn't, believe me, i that there might be a heter, if there's no other way to do it, to give the client what they want in a high-ended food. So if that's true, which is a bit of a jump, then you take out another jump, which is also not pashib, and say, if the soup is that much more enjoyable, and people like it, and this considered a hush way to serve food, even if you have to carve it out, maybe it wouldn't be baltashkis. We're going out of the limb over here. Baltashkis is a shayla with the I'm just trying to be miyashiv. I don't know the miyashiv of the minig. Is there a minig here? I don't know how old this dish is. It might be hundreds of years old. But why would somebody, I didn't ask everybody after they told me they had it, what did you like better about it? As opposed to soup in a bowl when you could put bread in. Did you like it better or just a novelty? Are they doing this once so they can say they did it and cross it off their bucket list or is this really enjoyable? What? It's very appetizing. It's very appetizing. That soggy, soggy bowls? It's not soggy. It's not soggy. Because the soup goes into the bread, you mean? But why don't you just take bread and dip it into the soup? Isn't it easier? I, I understand. It's definitely a, a, everything's in the packaging. I get it. So it's, it's definitely an interesting way to serve. Why would it be better to the palate? It sounds more complicated to me. Like I don't know. Yeah, but I we've been doing that since Adam Rishon dipping <laughs> the bread in. When you what? dip it, like it's just on the surface. Here so hold it more. 
it's you gotta do that anyway. I, again, I'm gonna find tomorrow night. That's we not. Please don't bring it to me. But uh, we'll uh, on our class trips. We'll have to. Uh, it's gotta be piping hot. I can't eat till after the share anyway. But I just the reason I'm I'm spelling this out. There's not a cooking class. Is because. If you have a good reason to do this, and the public really wants it, and this is considered a better Michael, then if you're carving it out and throwing it out, maybe we could be Michael, but it's a, it's a serious shayla. I'd rather, like they do in Bar Park, I'd rather make it like a bowl, however they do it. You can get the recipe since you're into this. You, you didn't think it could be done, but apparently somebody, like they have a certain shape where they, uh, uh, I guess they could figure anything else out. Lamaisa, the last uh, item here was what you mentioned about the Chinese version. And that is, they have like this, I guess, um, what? I think it's called the bird's nest. Yeah, it was made out of it. It's like the same type of crunchy material. Yeah. yeah, so even if that's Mazinus, I could say as far, perhaps, even like Abba Yashiv, that Asr's, the Mazayin of Eichlin, on pas on a different level, pas Baba Kisnen, that's only pas Baba Kisnen, pretzels, cakes, cookies. Remember, with the kulas, if you have these Chinese noodles, and they're deep fried, really deep fried, like the healthy type. Um, so then it's not possible to kiss them, it's deep fried ticking is kibishal, and Mamela wouldn't have done a possible to kiss them, so maybe it would be better. Maybe that would be a Mila. And according to that, you can use a donut, carve out a donut, Hanukkah's coming. Carve out a donut and put soup in there. That'll be um, just don't make it too sweet. It won't go well. Make a fruit soup and carve fruit out a donut. I, you know. But that would be at least as deep fried. You can remember our big cooler from Hanukkah every year. You can eat a thousand donuts, and you'll only be in violation of the Shmartim Malam but you won't have a problem washing and benching because it's, if you're taking Kibishal, it's not possible to kiss them. It's not a baked item. It has to be real donuts. The real, the real deal. Why is turning bread into a soup of Brazilian I mean, you're turning it into something good and useful. We have bowls and spoons. In the old days, I have no kasha. They didn't have any utensils. You have to wash anyway, unless it's Mazayna's bread, which is its own problem. And if it's Chinese, it's Tingabishal, it's only an Alamechia, if it's a hard, brittle bowl. But the, you know, the things you were describing last night were real thick bread. Yes? I would, I would think is to take it and throw them in the oven. That's for all food. Bread, you can't throw, even to toss it, unless it's challah and you're a descendant of the Ksav Sefer or Talmud. What? But that's why I was just trying to figure out, which I, nobody convinced me of. I'm not sure this is better or more edible. I think it's packaging. I think it's a novelty. I think if you ask nine out of ten people, and you don't even have to rig it. You can take any random ten people, um, not toothpaste, and just uh, ask them, would you like your soup in a bowl or in bread? <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer. But maybe I'm just old-fashioned. I think it's posh. Why, this why is not... <laughs> A knish? No. Yeah, but it's not. You're not, you, you're not using the outside of a knish as a bowl. That's called possible a kiss, and one of the sheets of possible a kiss is a kiss. You have a thing that is possible a kiss. You're, you're, you have a, you take something, you fill it with uh, all sorts of sugars and spice and everything nice, and the, the, that's that is possible a kiss. That's not using it as a kli. Just a fascinating thing that this caught on. I just. Uh, it's definitely a kli. You can't eat mashed potatoes in your hand. You don't need it. It's not made for that. No, but they didn't invent the knish because, hey, I need a bowl. Plastic bowls are expensive, you know. Short supplies. It's the middle of Corona. Let's make a knish instead and we'll serve it like that. That's not what happened. It's like any other possible kitchen. They have a fruit filling. They have a something in the middle and they uh, put it in like any pie. 
They weren't trying to recreate the utensil. This is a chap that it's in lieu of a bowl. It's half it is certainly packaging and marketing. Does it taste good? I'm sure it tastes good. But my question is to carve out something, throw out half a half a loaf of bread. You have to sort of make the argument that if I own the restaurant, I can make the argument it sells better. Okay, my panasa. If you're eating it at home, you have to make the argument that it actually tastes better as opposed to dipping the bread in. Uh, all the explanations I heard in the last 10 minutes didn't satisfy me yet, but I'll be convinced, you know, it happened to sushi. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll understand it more, and we'll uh, try to order one next time I'm in a restaurant in 70 years from now. Uh, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. Okay, let's go back to, yeah. And he carved it out. That's fine. That's fine. It, it would be better if you had a, something to use it for. And nobody here knew, but I think you mentioned that case last night. Nobody knew whether the bagel place is doing it, is using it for croutons or something like that. We get, this took you try to avoid baltashkas. But if you don't want to eat it, like I mentioned about the tainas arrive, and you want to show your self control and leave over a piece, and no one's going to eat your half piece of the chicken, that's fine. As long as you, what? Health is a very good reason. Spiritual health is nice, right? And here you want to stop, you don't want the calories. So um, that, that's fine. Same way a person who can't bite into it and only serving bagels will peel off the outside and only eat the inside. So if it's a concrete reason of a problem. I'm just trying to figure over here, it's not really that concrete. Uh, Let's, uh, why? Yeah, what was that? How about if I don't, I don't like chicken skin? So I'm allowed to take chicken skin and throw it garbage? That's for sure. That's debatable whether that's eichel. People do eat it. I don't have any nutrients. Uh, something. It's flavor. It's flavor. Okay. It's not. You're doing it for health purposes. Fine. Fine. Let's go back on page six. I now want to go back to finish off halacha What to do when you put the item in your mouth, which was the next part of this Gemara, and you didn't make a bracha on the fascinating chiddush that there's a, a real possibility that making a bracha afterwards might fix up something lemafreya, and this comes up a lot. When I first mentioned this in the Gemara, a lot of people said, yeah, this happens to people I know. And sometimes you remember it midstream. So take a look again on page 6, the large copy. Kof ayin beiz, sif aleph. Shachach v'hechnis l'sayich pebla bracha bolon en v'achlam bracha rishayna. So here we're talking about mashkin. You can't open your mouth to say the bracha of the mashkin will come out and you're going to lose it. Shaila Baltashkis or Shaila, you need it. We'll discuss that in a minute. And therefore, we let you swallow it as opposed to if it's a solid, we say take it out of your mouth, put it back after the bracha, or if you can't put it back because it's most, put it to the side. And you at least can open your mouth. It won't be a bracha that we like to make with an empty mouth, but it's not makif. Take a look at Allah from the Mishnah Brewer. Bailan Shiefsha Lapalton Dimamase Umifsade. Because you're gonna lose it. The gum can't put it back in your mouth afterwards. The Gamasakhan Sadachad may look more the vark, most if Bayz Bachlin, what we suggested by regular food, any of halasas of a mashkin, shiashaladabra by mashkin bepiv, unless it's a very small amount, Hilkacha Tira Lola Bolam. It's a very small amount. As long as you get your mouth open, you won't lose it and get the bracha out, clearly. But you're in the matzah, then you should do so. So we, saw, we mentioned this outside that 
there are those who say that's only because we're chas on your money and this is all the water you have. Water was scarce and all these things to drink. You're going to lose it. You're not going to have what you need. And every Melod Lugmov counts. hard for us to think like that. However, he's dochag l'mashkan lolo. Avalim yesh lo yeser, which is the case today, wherever you are. Which is fascinating. Here, Farish Gemara did make an exception and said, just swallow it without a bracha. But the assumption was most people were poor and they needed it. And therefore, you can't spit it out, you'll lose it. You can't make the bracha, you'll lose it also. So just swallow it. If you don't have to come on to that svara, then don't and spit it out and have your next sip of orange juice later. What was the svara? So we'll see in a minute. The svara was the fact that. Lamaisa, right now it's ruined, it's not really a, food, a liquid anymore, it's not a drink, and even though it was when you put it in. And you remember now, so we allow you to swallow it because it's not really fully a mashke. It's not baltashchis, No, so that's the thing. If there's enough of a reason over here, that's what we're trying to balance. It's not baltashchis if you have plenty more and you want to be machmer. That's what he suggested. That's the chiddush over here. And take a look at the Be'olacha first before we go back to the Ramah. If you continue, first of all, you should make a bracha on the next sip of orange juice, obviously. The Ravid does say that if you don't desperately need this liquid, which is always the case today, and you're able to spit it out, you're not standing among people, and you have the option to spit it out, that's another consideration, then spit it out, don't rely on this kula. Kamosha Kasav, Mishnabura, Siv, Cotton, Bays, Vishare, page 7. Harishayim, Lezkir, Dvarv, Akena, Mekab, Azayim, Limchaz, Biyadah. He says, he quotes this Raivin, and he quotes it in the Mishnabura, but if you want to swallow it, you have what to rely on, because the Gemara is not Machag, nobody else mentions this Chumrah. It's a Chumrah, or a Kula, whichever way Mendy you were saying, it's about Tashas, on the other hand, that's true. But Mishabur sides with the fact that, yeah, it's two ounces of orange juice. If you're not worried about it, we're not worried about it. Spit it out and start again and make a bracha. And don't rely on this. The Be'alacha is just saying, you don't, we can't force you to do that because most Rishayinim don't bring that down. The Gemara doesn't say the Chilik Beferish. That's step number one. Go back to page six, look at the Ramah, the bottom line. Surprising, the Ramah says this. And the Achrayim are surprised. Take a look at Sif Cut and Dalid, and then Bishbrav Yeshan the Varach Aleim Haynu Acher Shabala. You swallowed it already. We allow you to swallow it. You swallow it after you swallow it. Mevarach Aleim Bracher Yeshaina. No. So well, how can you make a Bracher Yeshaina after you eat? We don't paskin, as I will show you in your single sheet in a moment, that if you stop ate something and you finished it and you just you didn't remember at all. You just ate it without a bracha, unfortunately, which is very bad, but it happens. You didn't remember in midstream. And you finished. So what do you do now? The answer is you do nothing. You can't make the bracha afterwards. One reason, a different rivet, we'll see in a moment, holds you can. And that's Chalamar Freya. We don't hold like that. So the Mishra points out, why is Ramah saying over here that you should make the bracha afterwards? We don't normally make a bracha afterwards. The very important chilek. Which we'll see in a moment. If you finish eating, you're finished. You didn't remember it when it was in your mouth. You didn't remember it and you're finished now. You remembered mamish in the middle when it was still in your mouth before you swallowed it. And you couldn't because you couldn't open your mouth because it was liquid. 
He says, Avas Yasa means Avas Yasa, means different things in different sugyas. We mentioned washings. We make the Adizdan after washing. Do you know how important it is to make the Adizdan before you dry your hands? And most people aren't aware of the background. They say, I dry my hands. They make it before I dry my hands. That's the drum. What difference does it make? Makes a big difference. Because before you dry your hands, you're not finished washing yet because you can't eat bread without drying your hands. You have to have dry hands. That's covered to the bread. Another dinner covered to the bread. So you're still part of the washing process until you're dry. So that bracha should be made of us, yes, and we don't because you get, come out of the bathroom, your hands aren't right, they don't have enough water, as we explained. So make it half of us, yes, and after you wash, but before you finish the process, before you dry your hands. So, sending over here, you remember to make the bracha when it was in your mouth. And you're stuck. You don't want to swallow it. You didn't swallow it yet. So, so, so since you remember the chi of Ischal, but you can do anything about it, so we allow you to swallow it and then make the bacha, because it's sort of like still Ovis Yasin. As opposed to when you forgot completely and you remember it after you finished eating the gambre, then we don't paskin you can make the bracha. It's a chiddish, the schilik, and it's such a chiddish that Acharanim don't agree. And it's one of the, I can't say rare examples, but one of the fewer examples. We don't paskin this, this Ramah, as we'll see in a moment. Uh, even Ashkenazi page We don't hold the Kiddush. We hold that if Lamaisi you swallowed it already, there's no bracha to make, and you can't do anything about it. Take a look at the Sharetzin on page seven. He quotes the other Ravid, which we don't Paskin like, and we'll show you this in the single sheet in a moment. You see on page 7, the bottom three lines down, they shar tzien. which is on the We hold, if you forgot to make a bracha, you finish eating, you can't make a bracha. The rabbit holds you can, like Arvina. We don't pass like that. The Ramah is making up Shara, the here you remember before you swallowed it, so maybe it's still a shtickle, it started then the chiv, so shtickle of a siyasin, and we don't really, Mishabur says, passing like that either. Take a look at your single sheet. I'll show you what he's referring to. It's Semekuf Samazayan Sif Ches. Shachav Achav Labircha Meitzi. Could be any other bracha also. This happens to be in Hochas Betsiyas Apas, Semekuf Samazayan. Meaning you want to eat more. Take a look at Mem Zion. Which means you're not potter, just because you forgot. If you want to eat more bread, then Elam came with very few exceptions. He mitzvah part of the time, like washing for bread because you just came out of the bathroom, or a mikvah because either Balkari can't make brachas like Rashi, or a mikvah of a gerb because he's a guy. There are a few exceptions that made a low plug. This last line is very interesting, and this Allah does come up. The guy forgot to make a bracha. I didn't remember what it was in his mouth. He forgot. And he planned on eating. It was the last cookie. He didn't plan on eating anymore. What should he do? So Allah says he can't make a bracha now, even though the right of it holds behold like Arvina. We don't pass like that. It's an etzah to 
eat some more. You might have a problem making a new bracha now. If you really thought you were finished, but I think most people in America have in mind whatever's in the house, they have the option to continue eating. So if you're a guest by somebody else's house, I think that's what to rely on if that's your mini. Anyway. What? He's making a bracha anyway. He's planning. Yes, thank you, that's true, that's true, yes, and if you have a situation where you could be Yetzir this Ravid, why not? So he's saying, if you now go ahead and make a bracha, you now potter, this is fascinating that we hold this fur, we still hold it, helps you Lema Freya. Maisa, you were a bit of a, I don't use the word shagets, but you, you're halfway through a meal, you're going to make a bracha. Okay, it could happen to anybody, you forgot. So now you've, you've planned on finishing, so you're finished. So, well, we're passing, you don't make it anymore. But the mila of now making a bracha and eating more is because you could be able the bribe sheet that holds you can't make a bracha now, and you can also fix it up, the mafreya, to a degree, which is a fascinating concept. Why does it fix it up, the mafreya? But it does. It's not just the rive that you can make it afterwards that we're being yates now, which is a nice thing. You're, if you're still hungry, it's not a chilas gasa. Take a look at mem, mem hay in the sharetzim. Rachel Chamudzi spells this out. Va'ayd ezachren kasu de bezei yisakein of sasa alavar. Right? It was a terrible thing. It was an avlo. He didn't make a bracha. It's ganeva. The chalz man shlagamasudas a mikre of a siyasam. And halfway through, you can make a bracha now. You should make a bracha if you want to eat more. And he says clearly, you're masakin it l'mafreya. Men vav magen avrami de losses gam. That's a raven. Desvila da filo gamasu dasa vein eichel eid klal gam kensel lebarach bezamatzi alava. The raven holds even after you finish eating, you should make another bracha. We don't pass like that. So you're stuck, but you're not stuck. Have some more. You'll be able to the raven, and you'll also pater retroactively that you have a shtickle coverage of the bracha. How does that work in the lumdus? Is hard to understand. But the raven is the one who says it's not makiv and it does not be avaz yasim. So that we ate the raven, but he's saying more than that. He's saying it also goes. The Marfreya, that you didn't, nice, you walked away from the meal and you made some sort of Bracharishena. Ah, but it wasn't other Siyasim. So the easy thing to say is it's not Maki, but that's the right Vishita. So there's a middle sheet that holds it sort of not Maki, but it covers you a little bit of Marfreya, which is a fascinating idea. Okay, uh, we're out of time, a few minutes ago already. Uh, tomorrow, Mitzvah we will go to the next. Um, Part of the Bizayan and the school is involved. A lot of people asked about what's with the crumbs, how do we deal with it, and do you have to deal with them, and what's the school of Panasa? There's always a school of Panasa in every sugya. We'll see you tomorrow night.